Welcome to Church in the Basement, where we seek to see God more clearly and to live a life loving God and loving others. Hey everyone, happy Friday to you. Fridays have looked a little bit different as of late. Normally at the community house, we would do a Costco run and clean the house and ramp up for game night. Yep, game night at the community house where we'd have a bunch of people over and play board games, turn on the Nintendo Switch, play some Super Smash Bros, eat some snacks, hang out, usually till way too late in the evening. And I miss it. And I miss you all who have been a part of that even though we've got a little bit of community still going on in that there are 10 people who live here at the community house it is not the same and I can't wait for things to get back to the way they were but we're hearing a lot of stirring as to hey our country is not going to look the same. Our world is not going to look the same after this. And even before I sat down to talk with you, I got a text that was pointing out that the governor just made a statement that it won't be until May 4th when this shelter-in-place order is up, which I know for a lot of us that can stir up a lot of panic in our hearts and in our minds. A lot of us have been out of work through this time and the finances and all of these things maybe flood back in that we've been processing the last few weeks and maybe we had a handle on, but now this shelter in place has been extended and we maybe have an opportunity for panic to creep back in, anxiety to creep back in, worry and fear to creep back in. But I want to encourage you with a piece of scripture that I found so delightful in showing us the provision of our Father and that we are in His hands. But before we get there, if you are struggling in the financial area, like really worried and really anxious about these things, I did want to point out my buddy Luke, he called me a few weeks ago and I completely forgot to share this, but Dave Ramsey I just got on there and checked. Dave Ramsey is actually giving away a bunch of his stuff for just a couple bucks. And so, and there are actually, I've seen a lot of different companies and organizations giving away stuff that they normally charge, you know, a full price for giving stuff away either for free or for a drastically discounted price. And so know that there are resources online for you to help you sort of wrap your head around where we're at right now. And and with Dave Ramsey, my wife and I, we went through Financial Peace University and just in the way that we look and perceive our money and our finances, it was incredibly helpful, his perspective and his perspective in guiding us to that perspective as well. Not that you have to agree with everything he says. But of course, it's just helpful tools to have in your tool belt. Just want to lay that out there, throw that out there that there are some helpful tools out there, especially in this time that people and companies and organizations are being quite generous because we're all in this together. But I'd like to guide your attention to Matthew 5, 
6 and 7. And my encouragement over the weekend, as it is Friday, is that you would sit down with what's called the Sermon on the Mount. And my experience with the Sermon on the Mount recently, I was guided here by sitting down with my daughters, who are three and four, and I love their Jesus Storybook Bible. It paints this beautiful picture of God's mission that through the whole Storybook Bible, it points every story to Jesus and the rescue plan that God has hatched to rescue us from ourselves and the rescuer being Jesus himself. And I love the way it's all wrapped up like that for my three-year-old and my four-year-old to understand. And it's even incredibly helpful for me to simplify things down to, hey, we need to be rescued from ourselves, from our flesh, from sin, from the enemy. And God had this plan to rescue us, to send his son to die for us so that we could be in right relationship with him, that we could be in his presence so he could be with us and we could be with him. And that now we can love others out of the love that he has shown us, that he shows us what true love is so that we can live a life of love. Where we were at, we were in the Gospels with, with my, my daughters, sort of the Gospel portion of the Jesus Storybook Bible. And it was a outline or just a delightful little look into the Sermon on the Mount. So yesterday I sat down and I read through Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And as I walked through it, it starts with what's called the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn. Outlining when we're in these hard places, you are blessed that God sees you, that he knows you, and he's with you. And laying out the mission that we are salt and light, that we are called to bring God's light into the world, uh, that we are in a sense lighthouses for him and his light to shine through and that Jesus came to fulfill the law and not to abolish it. Then it jumps into this area where it's talking about things like anger, lust, uh, divorce, oaths, retaliation, loving your enemy. And, And when I get to this portion, I think of Romans 7, where Paul talks about this problem that we have, and it's called our flesh, that even late into his ministry, as he's writing the letter to the Roman church, or the church in Rome, uh, he's saying, I still have this problem, and it's called the flesh, and I do things that I shouldn't, I do things that I don't want to do, and the only thing that has power over that is the Spirit of God. But we still have this problem that is our flesh. And as we read through this section of the Sermon on the Mount, as I read through it yesterday, I was like, wow, I am so broken. I, in the last week, have fallen into a lot of these traps in my heart or in my mind because Jesus lays that out in here. Hey, it's not just the act of doing it, but it's even going there in your mind and in your heart. And I just came to this point where I was like, wow, I need 
Jesus. I need him. I need his spirit moment after moment, day after day, that even when he's talking about where to place your treasure, don't place it in the things of this world, but place it in in heaven where it cannot be destroyed, where moth and rust and thieves can't get to it. Where is your heart? Where is your treasure? Where is your mind at? And He's calling these things out of us and, in in a sense, calling out our flesh. And then we get to this portion of Scripture in Matthew 6, verse 25, where it's talking about worry. It's talking about anxiety. It's talking about fear. And it's just a beautiful picture of God's provision. Matthew 6, verse 25 Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So we see here in this text that as we come before God with worry, In the way that Jesus puts it here, it is actually a form of doubt. A form of doubting that God is who he is. Because he points out this idea that the birds don't have to worry about where they're going to get their food. The food is there. The food is out there. They just go and get it. I actually have this nest of birds that are right outside my bedroom window and I really have no idea how to get to it and so I'm trying to find a way to just delight in the fact that these birds share a home with me in this hole in the outside of my roof and I find myself looking out that window and thinking of those birds they are taken care of by the same father the same creator that I have, but they don't get to call him father. They weren't created for relationship with the father. He didn't give them the same opportunity to be 
filled with his spirit, that he calls us children of him, and he takes care of the birds, so why wouldn't he take care of us? And then he talks about the flowers. Just the other day, I walked outside, and it was so amazing because Kim was outside, and I think Kristen was out there with the girls too. And they, a bunch of dandelions had sprouted, and I know you gardeners are like, oh, shoot, like dandelions are weeds, and they get everywhere. But they're this, these beautiful little balls of yellow fluff, and they're pretty, and they make this little glue out of their stem. I just remember loving that as a kid, but, but they're beautiful, and that's a weed, a beautiful weed. And my daughters had made these little dandelion crowns and were dancing around in the backyard, and it was so beautiful. I think back to Argentina, where every time I went on this hike, it was called Aguja Frey, and we would, we would go on this hike several times a season, and every time I went on this hike, I would always stop and and just soak in the fact that there was a different flower in bloom every time I went on the hike. It was a completely different set, completely different array of floral beauty. And I was just stunned. I was in awe by it, that the intricacies of how beautiful these flowers are. I am the guy who like sits there with my phone and I try and get those like portrait shots of flowers that is me. I'll admit it. Because these flowers are so beautiful and God has just set them up that way. They don't have to seek out clothing. They don't have to seek out what they're going to look like. God has made them beautiful just the way they are. And in the same sense, we can look to God our Father, our provider, the one who sees us, the one who went to great lengths by sending his son to die for us, to defeat sin and death and raise from the grave, and he has filled us with his spirit, those of us who believe in the work of Christ on the cross, that he has filled us with his spirit, that we don't have to worry. Because when we worry, we are actually doubting that God is our father and our provider. And the only way, it's not that we need to sit down and will ourselves not to doubt him or will ourselves not to worry, but what it takes is looking in the face of God. And I would encourage you this weekend to sit down with the Sermon on the Mount. Would you sit down and read through this text? Maybe as it did with me, that you would sit down and read the whole thing and in a sense sort of be stripped down and and go, oh man, I need God. I'm falling short in all these categories. And then come to this picture and just sit there and meditate on it for a moment. Think of the birds. If it's helpful for you to go outside and just sit out there a while in in the peace and quiet, Unless your neighbor is yelling or your, do- your dog is barking or your neighbor's dog is barking, just sit and listen. Maybe listen for some birds. Maybe you've got a little yard. I know it's still sort of cold, technically cold season. Maybe you've got a yard that has some foliage, some plants, 
some some things that you can draw off of. Hey, God takes care of these things. He gives water and sunlight and the birds are taken care of. They're living, they're thriving, they're alive. And they don't worry about tomorrow. Let that be our place of meditation this weekend, that in the midst of this May 4th date, let's rely on God. Let's look at the face of God. Let's look at how he provides for his creation and just lean into the fact that we are children of God. We are his children. We have been created by him. We are receivers of his love. We walk in his purpose. And we are provided for by a good, good father. Let that be our encouragement this weekend. Hey, I love you guys. Be blessed, and we'll talk again on Tuesday.